Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is April 16, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 72, beginning chapter 6, beginning with the very first paragraph. Um, Our readers today are Ellen B. on the 12 Steps, Diane G. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Alice M., Sally A., and Angela D. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, Wednesday, April 15, 2015, is 7477. And our newcomer greeter today is Diana B. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Ellen B. to read the 12 steps. This is is Ellen B., Impulsive Overeater from Maryland, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Ellen B. And I will now ask Diane G. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire. Um, Recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in manners affecting other groups, OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane G. Our soul, I'm sorry, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. When you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book On page 72, we are beginning the chapter, Into Action, and I will ask Alice M. to read the very first paragraph for us. Thank you. 
Thank you, Kathy. This is Alice M., a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic from Florida. Chapter 6, Into Action. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our Creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which, when completed, will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our defects. This brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapter. And this is Alice. Um, I've, you know, my, I've done um, in the past, I'd say, a couple of years, I've done three, um, three four-step inventories after having gone out and relapsed um, each time. And I, the first one, I didn't know what I was supposed to get out of it. You know, I didn't know, you know, what obstacles, defects, I didn't know any of that. And I really didn't think I, I needed to, looking back at it now, when I take someone through this. Um, you don't need to know. You just need to do, you know, to, to do the work. And I heard um, uh, one key thing that was told to me was, um, it's, not, it's not how we do it, but it's that we do it. Um, you know, I didn't know where, where was, whenever I get to the columns of filling out where I was dishonest, selfish, self-seeking, and fearful, uh, it was very frustrating to me because I didn't feel like I, I had understood um, how I was supposed to respond to some of those columns. Um, and one of my character defects being, you know, embarrassed to let people know I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask for a lot of guidance from my sponsor um, on those. You know, I was embarrassed that I would appear ignorant um, by asking, you know, and needing a lot of hand-holding through that, those columns. Um, kind of felt like a foreign language to me. But, um, and so at times, you know, I would get hung up and stalled a lot. Um, you know, until until I heard again a great thing is that, you know, this won't be the first, won't be the last fourth step inventory I do. And to just, you know, to just do it, you know, to just do it the best I can on it. Um, and I would have many more opportunities, you know, to do other fourth steps and, and tenth steps. And I really didn't even know what that meant either. But just to trust in in the people, trust in, in um, where I get my strength, which is from others um, who have gone ahead of me in this program and share their wisdom and experience around it. Um, and, and I would say, you know, that, um, you know, that was it. Those of you who are just starting out doing it first time, you know, I, I had a lot of feelings like I'm not doing this right. What if I end up going out eating because I didn't do this right? And, you know, just as long as I'm doing it with as much self-honesty and thoroughness as I possibly can, you know, I'm, I'm not a perfect person, and I've since done two other fourth steps where, which were very different. So, again, I think it's just that you do it. You know, it's that you do it, not how you do it. I'll pass with that. Thanks. Kathy, are you with us this morning for star one? Sorry, I got muted. Here I am. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Kim. Carol Chanta H. Okay, her Kim, Carol. Chanta H. 
Dr. H. I think I missed a few. So far I have Kim, Carol, Charles H., and Santa H. Is there someone else? And Vasa. Vasa. Okay, let's start with those. Kim, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy Kay. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We've been trying to get a new attitude, step two, a new relationship with our creator, step three, and to discover the obstacles in our path, which is step four, and more specifically, those that's the fourth column in step four. I just want to share, you know, I think one of the, the prejudices, one of the things I had to look at was what I thought the steps were. You know, when I was came in, I saw these 12 steps on the wall, and I thought each step must have equal importance and take equal amount of time. And that's not what this book tells us. You know, let's think about what this book has taught us so far. You know, we've had um, doctor's opinion, Bill's story, there is a solution, more about alcoholism, we agnostics, and that's steps one and two. And some people think different chapters are different, one or two, but all of them encompass one and two. We've just finished the chapter, How It Works, which, which is steps three and four, and we're now in the chapter into action, and this is going to be steps five through 11. The pace is really going to pick up at this point. The way that the big book is laid out, we do this inventory, which isn't supposed to take a long time because it's just a series of lists. We sit down for a long talk, and we do five, six, and seven, and even eight in all in one day, all in one day according to this big book. So we're trying to find out here that in a rough way what the trouble is. I'm not trying to find out specifically. I'm learning the skill set then in 10, 11, and 12, I'm going to deepen and broaden that experience with, with, uh, with this power that I'm trying to get access to. So I don't know if you ever heard the term of rough plumbing. When you, when you hire a plumber to do rough plumbing, all that's doing is getting you access to water into a room with just a pipe. But if you want a bathroom, you're going to need to have some, some more specific plumbing. You're going to need a toilet, and you're going to need a, a vanity, and you're going to need a, 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 a tub or a shower. Having the rough plumbing is, is essential, but if you want a workable bathroom, you're going to have to have the plumber go beyond the rough plumbing, and that's what we're going to do. A lot of I think stop here, thinking this is enough. If we want a specific experience, which for me was that spiritual experience, I was going to have to go further. And I just want to share with the last thing with this. On page 25, it says we've had a deep and effective spiritual experiences. I had many deep experiences in LA, if I kept picking up, it wasn't effective. So for me personally, I had to look at how I was doing this fourth step. I believe there is a specific path here. There's a specific way to do this fourth step. And when I didn't do it by the specific path and the specific way, I didn't get the specific outcome. So if you've done a lot of fourth steps, but you're still picking up and you're not getting the effect the big book is promising, my suggestion is, Put down whatever that other format is. Come here, do the specific format, and see what happens. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. And Carol, can you give me your last name, first initial? Carol G. Okay, great. Thanks, Carol G. Thank you, Kathy. Good morning, Vision for you. It's Carol in England, recovered one day at a time. <laughs> Everything Kim said, <laughs> ditto. <laughs> I'll change what I was going to say. Um, Okay, so 
I really love this chapter. Um, it's so freeing for me. Um, this is the part where I move now from writing and I can be quite an addict when it comes to writing and journaling. Um, and this is where I can't do any more silence, no more talking for talking's sake, no more carrying a mess, got to get down to some real work, got to share something of myself, you know, that I'm harboring. And at this point in the work, I found I was so ready to offload this step four. Um, it felt like an extremely heavy load that I was carrying. I needed to lay it aside so that the power could get in and rearrange me. By now, I'd realized that I couldn't fight food anymore. And I couldn't hang on to the visions that I had for my life and the way I thought it should look. So it was not surprising for me that um, I had to actually start speaking my truth and it began with this inventory process and it also was very interesting to me to notice that I always had quite a tight grip around my neck, a very intense feeling around my throat and sometimes when I felt very emotional I found it very hard to swallow. This was very interesting for me because I felt as if I needed to get something really important off my chest but never could and the food would just push that back down, back down over and over and over again. But when it got to step five, I couldn't be tight-lipped anymore. I was as sick as my secrets. There was a tsunami of compulsion trying to burst out of me and all I had to do was to take this inventory process and share it with another recovered person. And I was so rocketed at this point through the rest of the work using that pace Kim was just sharing about because... In the past, I've been using texting and emailing, but to say it out loud to another person is so healing and so transformative. It was amazing to find what's happened to me and to watch what happens to other people when they take this part of the work. And the higher power transformed me from within, and I think this was a crucial part of the process from getting it off the inventory, off my chest, out there into the universe and the higher power just made sense of everything that was left. Great. Thank you so much and I pass. Thank you, Carol G. And Charles H., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy K. This is Charles H. Can you hear me? I can. Thanks, Charles. Thank you kindly for your service. My name is Charles H., covered visionary just for today. Thank you for all the visionaries on the line. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. So, um, you know, this just keeps, this, this piece, this piece of the book here just keeps reminding me about that conversation that um, Abby had with, with, with Bill, right? Like, it, it, two months, two months this whole process took for him. A, relig a simple religious idea and a program of action. Um, you know, right now, for the person that's just doing this or going through this process, I come against the spirit of procrastination. I come against the spirit of fear because although, although the fear inventory was completed, how many know that fear ain't going nowhere? It's come. It's reoccurring. It's reoccurring. So I come against that spirit right now so that we can go forward with this process, right, and continue. That's the word I'm looking at. I love that word. Continue reminds me of step 10, even though we're in step 5. We continue this house cleaning process every single day. This deal, deal without action ain't about nothing. So um, 
This change I'm looking for, change, change, change. This change I'm looking for requires more action. Every single day I got to hit it, man. Every single day. If I don't hit it, I'm a, if I get a bright idea on the weekend, right, like, you know, and, and, and just Saturday and Sunday just do what I want to do, I Monday I might be dead. I need to continue in this action, in this process, one day at a time, right? What, what is it? that wakes me up and allows me to continue? Or, or, or what is it that I'm willing? There is something in there. There's a payoff, right? One day at a time, if I continue this program of action, it's that word change, man. Change. You know, if I change the way I look at things, the things I look at will change, right? And that's all I got this morning. Thanks for allowing me to share. I pass. Thank you, Charles H. And Santa H., please go ahead. Good morning, visionaries. My name is Santa H., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And thank you, Kathy Kay, for your service this morning. Uh, diddle, diddle to what my fellows said, and I'm going to piggyback off of some of you, <laughs> what I remember. Um, like Charles said, it's all about the fear. And when I came into this program back in um, June of 2013, I was full of fear. I walked into a vision for you, didn't even, didn't even own a, uh, the big book, didn't even have it in my hands when I first came on this meeting. And so for me, I use a vision for you to be my sponsor. And just like Kim G said, the Pacific way is the key. And I don't recommend, and if I had to, you know, I don't recommend it for my personal experience to go through this process without a sponsor. Because when I first came in here, I went through this book step by step, having vision for you to be my sponsor, and I did this program on my own. And I remember when I got to the end in December of 2013, and I called a dear fellow in the program today, and I was excited that I made it to step 12. And she said to me, so how did you do your fourth step? your fifth step, rather, and, and I shared with her, I said, well, I, I, I went to my psychiatrist for, for, I mean, my psychologist for this, and I went to my, my minister for that, and I went to this relative for that, and this friend for this, and then she took me straight to the book, and the book says here, this requires action on our part. When completed, means we will have admitted to God, one being, ourselves, one being, another human being. There's no S at the end of that. So it's very important to follow directions. Another human being, the exact nature of our defects. Oh, there's the S. So what I did, thanks to her, I got a sponsor, and I went through this process at the beginning of, of last year, and I can tell you what I accomplished in my fifth step was there's no way possible I could have been unblocked as much as I was in that two-hour session that I was running around with this person, that person, this person, because I was afraid. I wanted to tell my pastor certain things. I wanted to tell another person certain things because I didn't want to get honest with myself because of the fear. So I just wanted to share my experience with and hope with anyone out there that's thinking that they want to look for an easier, softer way in trying to do this process. There is no easier, softer way. 
the way that is outlined in his book, the way that, that, that your fellows here on this line is sharing with you and sharing with all of us is the way to go and to follow the steps directly, specifically the way it's outlined in the book, word by word. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Santa H. And Vasa O, please go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. And I am Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Ovita, calling from Florida. And I love, I, I like this um, chapter, Into Action. And I remember hearing the programs. This is a program of action. Prayer without action is nothing. So I needed to move forward. Yes, God gave me the gift of abstinence, but that was not enough. And I, I remember, thank you, God, for my abstinence, but I needed now to go into step five, fourth four and five, clean up the messes to unblock me from the spirit of the God that was blocking me from gradually, one defect by one. But anyways, my first sponsor could guide me up to her level, so I did step one, two, and three. And then there was another person that was a speaker at one of the meetings, and she had done the process. So I remember, you know, like I was still had the fear of being re- fear of being re- the fear of rejection. I was afraid to go up to her of what she was going to say. Is she going to say no or what? It didn't matter. I needed to take an action, and I swallowed my pride and I went to her and I said, "I want to do the process." And my sponsor that told me she hasn't done it this way. So I want to do it with the big book, the way it's laid out, because that's how I started. And she said, I will be very happy to do it with you. And I was thrilled. She lived about an hour from from me. So it took us about nine months to do it. And um, it doesn't matter. You know, I took the action. She took me step, you know, paragraph by paragraph. She showed me the way it was done in in the big book. And we did some work, like, over the phone. And I remember... Being afraid, though, you know, I, but I was fearless than being really terrified because I had a higher power, which I call God today, that was guiding me with my abstinence one day at a time, and I was clear-minded, and I, I would ask God for that power. Please give me the power, give me the strength to keep on going. And this was really hard. It just said that this requires action on our part, which when completed we will mean it will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. And I remember thinking at that time, I don't know why I have to admit to God. God knows what I've done. It was more difficult for me to go and to admit to another human being than to God. But I needed to follow directions the way it's laid out here. Take the action. Do it the way it's laid out, laid out for, you know, for me. And um, and again, we're, we're going to get more into action, so I had enough to share for today. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And who else would like to share on this paragraph? Renata. Angela D. Can you see? Chester. Eileen B. <laughs> All right, I heard Renata. Sharon H. Angela D. Yes. And Renata, Angela D., and who else? Sharon H. Sharon R. H. And next. 
I think Penny? Penny? What's up, Penny? Denisa. And Melissa R. Did I miss anyone? Okay, let's begin with Renata and then Angela D. Please go ahead, Renata. Thank you, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Aider in New York. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our Creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. So, you know, this is the goal here. This was the goal I had in mind when I was going through the steps. You know, a new relationship with my Creator. You know, a relationship with power that would solve my problems. You know, a new attitude. Like we always talk about how we need to change. How we need to have a a psychic change sufficient to bring about recovery. And so that's the goal. And what the inventory help me do is to discover what are the obstacles, what is in the way of that, you know, and um, in, you know, in, in step four, uh, a change starts to happen when, you know, in column four, I look at my part, you know, there's, um, you know, for the first time, I look at the things that I've done in the world and not what others did to me. And when I admit to myself and another human being, God, the exact nature of my wrongs, I mean, I have to have complete integrity to take step five, you know, which is the principle of this step. Because I know when I was doing my step five, there were times that I felt tempted to, you know, gloss some over you know, gloss over some of my conduct or, you know, I thought what what my sponsor's gonna think of me. Like maybe, you know, like I wanted to tell her things in a way that I wouldn't look so bad. But you know, in in the in the fourth column and then here in step five, like the deflation of ego started. You know, and I, I need to be willing to be humble and to admit to admit my 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 faults and the exact nature of my wrongs, you know what were my motives, and uh, because this for, in order for me to to acquire that change that is necessary, I need to let go of my ego. I need to let go of my ego, otherwise I can't get anywhere. And so. You know, it says this requires action on our part. And yes, this is a problem of action. There's action that needs to be done every day. But uh, every time I share honestly with someone else in this program, I let go of my ego and I get a little bit closer to my higher power. That's all I want to share. Thanks. Thank you, Renata G. And Angela D., please go ahead. Yes, Angela D. here from Westchester, uh, newly recovered compulsive overeater. Very, very grateful. We have admitted, admitted certain defects. Thank you, God. After 25 years of being in this Overeaters Anonymous, I can admit, I can admit it because of my new attitude. I can admit because of my new relationship with my Creator. I can admit my toxic lies, 
my toxic shame, my toxic eating, gossip. I can admit it now. Yes, I can put it on paper. I can give it away. And no matter how bad it is, I have a new attitude and a new relationship. Thank you, God, and I pass. Thank you, Angela D. And uh, Sharon R.H., please go ahead. Press star one, Sharon. Hi, Kathy. This is Sharon H. Uh, in Colorado, recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, for your grace. Um, you know, I everyone has just pretty much taken the words right out of my mouth, but the only <clears throat> thing that I will add is that it shows us here um, is that we don't know what we don't know. And I see that it gives us two very specific reasons why we do this. And because um, <clears throat> it says, having made a personal inventory, what shall we do about it? And then I put, what is the purpose? Number one, it's striving to get a new attitude with our Creator. And number two, to discover the obstacles in our path. And so we admitted these certain defects in a rough way. We begin to see what the trouble is. We see our own defects, our human nature, the self will run riot in extremes, selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, and fear. And um, I was always blocked because the part of me that pride said, oh, there's nothing the matter with you, it's everyone else. And then fear said, oh, you dare, dare not look. And those two kept me in bondage for a long, long time. So to experience freedom like I'd never known it, I began to do this process just like it's laid out in this big book. I didn't deviate to the left or to the right. I followed it exactly the way it's laid out in this book. And and with the wonderful help of so many others on this line, um, I was able to go through this process. And now I do see the results. And I am so grateful for that. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you, Sharon H. And Penny C., please go ahead. Thanks, Kathy. Uh, good morning. I'm Penny C., recovered compulsive overreader in the Boston area. And just that second sentence says so much to me that, you know, I do have a new attitude. I have a new and wonderful relationship with my higher power, and I discovered the obstacle in my way. You know, when I look at it, it's almost singular. I was I was the obstacle in almost every single resentment I wrote down. There I was in the way of of being mentally and spiritually healthy. Before I did this process, if you had asked me, you know, uh, what are the what are the obstacles that are in your way of you being who God wants you to be? Oh, I would have told you. You know, it it was uh, my ex-husband, it was my family, it was people that I met along the way, and and I had no no idea that I had anything to do with it. It was just just as the book says, if only everybody did what I knew was the right thing to do, 
I would have been just fine. And and this process, this step four, helped me so much. But more than that, if I had just done that in isolation and written it down, I don't know that I would have really appreciated or seen how I was the obstacle. It was in telling another human being and, and having her guide me and saying, can you see, can you see what, what, what you did or didn't do that caused your problems? So, uh, you know, I know somebody who introduces um, himself by saying, uh, my name and my problem is, and so my name and my problem was Penny. And uh, as soon as I was able to see that and was helped to see that, then I could continue with the rest of the steps and and live in the steps and be happy, joyous, and free as I am today. And so with that, I'll pass, and thank you. Thank you, Penny C. And Melissa R., you'll be our last share before we move on to the next paragraph. Press star one, Melissa. Okay, I guess Melissa's having trouble getting on. Um, I'm going to ask Sally A. to read the next paragraph for us. Good morning, a vision for you. Good morning again, Kathy. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive eater. This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There is doubt about that. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so, the best reason first. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. They took inventory all right, but hung on to some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they had lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves, but they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary, until they told someone else all their life story. <clears throat> well, a lot is said here. I think the most powerful word that we think we see here in this entire paragraph, we see it happen at the beginning of the paragraph where it tells us this is perhaps difficult. What is difficult? What, is, what they're referring to is that the piece of step five that's tough is the discussing it with another human being. And it says here in the next sentence, we think. And that is where our problems begin and end. We think. Because our mind is sick. My mind was sick for many, many years. 
And when it goes on in the next page, on the top of page 73, to say they only thought they had lost their egoism. This is part of their thinking. You know, their thinking was, I've done enough. I've gotten rid of my ego, my fear. I only thought that they, they only thought they had humbled themselves. The truth of the matter is that this is about cleaning house. This is about throwing open the windows and letting the sunlight finally shine in to the dark corners of your mind. After all, it's really the greater, the crux of the matter. It's the greater aspect of our disease. It's what's going on in our mind. That's what the book tells us. And so if we don't take these marbles that are rolling around among the dust in the corners of our mind and finally pick them up and hold them up to the sunlight and talk about them with other people, we're not going to get well. And again, we have a warning here at the bottom of page um, page 72, we see a very clear warning. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome our eating. We can't skip talking about these things with other people. And, and not just that. You know, I know I've had a lot of people come to me, and there's a lot of people out there who want the trappings of what it takes to get recovered. They want a sponsor. They want a food plan. They want to come on the line and listen every day. And maybe they even want to speak every single day as if that's going to get them well. But that's not what's going to get you well. I can tell you from experience, this is 32 years of around the block. That's a lot of around the block. And what's going to get you well is rigorous honesty and listen to the person that you're following. Follow the leader. Let your sponsor guide you and be rigorously honest about what is going on in your sick mind. I had to do that with my sick mind so I can get well. A sick mind cannot heal a sick mind. I need to put my hand in the hand of someone else who's weller than me. And that person is busy about putting my hand in God's hand and holding it there until I get comfortable and unblocked so I can get well. Thanks for letting me share with that I pass. Thank you, Sally A. And who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Paula D. May I share? Stephanie C. from South Florida. Okay. I, I heard Paula D. I Sorry, was it Stephanie? Yep, Stephanie. That's right. And what's your last initial? C, as in cat. Okay, great. All right, let's start with the two of you. Paula D., please go ahead. And thank you, Kathy D., and thank you for your service today. And this would be Paula D. I think I got your last initial wrong, but Kathy, uh, this is Paula D. I am a compulsive reader and recovered today with the grace of God. You know, it, as I look at this, and, and wow, so much is revealed. Quite a long reading, isn't it? A longer living. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. It wasn't the drinking. It was the thinking. It was the thinking that kept me exactly where I was. And there I stayed. They say it's a symptom. You bet it is. But a symptom of what? And this is what I had to look at here. They wondered why they fell. Like, how could that be? How could that be that I fell? And then it tells you. What's the reason? 
Oh, I took inventory all right, but I hung on to some of the worst items in stock. You know, you'd think you'd say, well, you know, some of the little ones, they kind of slip by. Oh, no. Oh, no. I held on to some of the biggest ones, my pride, my being right, all of those things. They only thought they had lost the egotism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves. Well, we know where those thinkings did. It was at a big circle, as was just said. But they had not learned enough. I learned some. I learned a part of. That's why I needed someone else. That again, humility, fearlessness to finally hear and honesty, finally to listen to what? The truth. The truth. The truth that I had been avoiding and I had been hiding, whether it be in a drink, a drug, or bite, until they told someone else. There it is. Someone else. All their life story. See, I heard and I thought through my eyes, my ears. I saw through my eyes. I had to see and hear what someone else heard. And the strangest thing, as I talked, I heard the truth as they did. And they gave it back to me in such a gentle way. But it was the truth. It was the truth that I needed to hear. And I loved that part all. All their life story. Not parts anymore. Because parts don't make a whole. I had to have everything there to finally come together and live what? A life. Thank you. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula D. And Stephanie C., please go ahead. Thank you. Can you hear me? I can, thanks. Awesome. Okay, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for your service. Um, I it's so it's awesome that we're on this paragraph because I really relate to a lot that's been shared, and also I wanted to just share my experience with not only giving away my fourth step and you know doing my fifth step, but also uh, receiving a fifth step. Because at first, when I give away my um, my fourth step, I didn't necessarily feel that great. I you know there's some promises that come after step five and. I wasn't feeling all of them. And then, however, I'm going to do it no matter what because I do want to be recovered. I don't want to um, I don't want to ever have to eat again. I want permanent recovery. So I did do with, you know, I followed the instructions. But the coolest thing that, ha- that happened was actually yesterday when I was taking, um, when I was doing a fit step with a sponsee, and it was actually yesterday the day before, and she looked at me and said, you know, you mean you don't want to have, like, a piece of cake? You don't ever want to have, you know, any of the things that I struggle with, any of the things that we, you know, that we've discussed? And I was just looked at her and I said no, and I wasn't BSing. Like, I really didn't want it. I really don't want it. And that was, and I didn't realize that until she asked me. So I think it's, it was just, I, I don't know, I'm, it might have been more powerful for me to actually hear, hear the fifth step, hear her fifth step and go through it. And, and not only that, but I related to every single thing she was going through. So in some ways, when, when, when a sponsee is giving me their fourth step, I feel like I'm either reliving or becoming even more honest with myself because I'm saying, yes, I did that too. Yes, I've actually, we're like laughing at some points which, about things that are really actually hard to say out loud. So that's the greatest gift for me right this moment is the fact that, like, I'm not alone in so many of the things that I was scared to admit with another human being, they're admitting to me. So it was an incredible experience. And 
I don't know how many times she asked me, like, how are you so free? You're so free. And I'm like, we're, we're, the reason I'm so free is because of what we're doing right now. Like, this is this is what's going to get you there and just following these instructions. So I'm really grateful, and I totally love, no, I don't love it, but I, but I see that there is that warning that the reason I'm doing this is because I want to overcome my compulsive overeating. And, the, and so I will do it, and I'm grateful that other people are willing to do it and share their fifth steps with me, their fourth steps with me, and I am just very, 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 very grateful for the freedom that I feel that I would not know unless I was with other human beings and working with them, because on my own, I honestly am just don't even realize the miracles that happen until we talk to, to each other. So thank you so much for letting me share, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Stephanie C. And who else would like to share on this path? <laughs> Eileen B. This is Larry. This is, this yeah. is Bella. Can I share? Okay, I heard Eileen B. Joanne M. Larry K. And who else? Melissa C. Melissa C. Joanne M. Joanne M. Did I hear one other? It's Leah if we have time. Okay, great. Leah, thanks. Okay, Eileen B., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your service today, and thank you, everyone on the line. This has been an amazing meeting for me, given that I'm finishing my fourth step and starting my fifth step very soon. So it's just been wonderful, and thank you, everyone, for your sharing. Um, I am very blessed to have a wonderful sponsor, and I'm also very blessed with the gift of Gab and liking, like to talk and share things and you know I was very I'm very much looking forward to doing my fifth step I don't know how many people can say that but I am very ready and willing to get rid of it and I can remember um, the thing that this paragraph the the one sentence that stuck out with me was if I don't do the fifth step the fourth and fifth uh, thoroughly I will return to compulsive eating and what I didn't understand until going through this process is I don't get it. I've shared everything. You're only as sick as your secrets. I don't have any secrets. Everybody, friends, my children, all of my secrets I've shared with people at some point or another. The problem is that's where it stopped. Actually, no, it continued. And then what I would do was justify why I did what I did. That's what usually happened. Um, I never looked at my part my selfishness, my dishonesty, where was I considerate, inconsiderate, all of those things. I didn't take a look at that. I didn't look at my character defects. And most importantly, I never, you know, now having taken the third step and made the decision to turn my life and will over to God, I never said, what would God want me be, to be? What would he have me be? So all the times that I shared, I thought, I don't get it. I'm sharing things. I don't have any secrets. But then I would compulsively eat over and over and over because I didn't go through the process thoroughly the way it's written out in the big book. And now that I've um, almost finished my fourth step, it's like, oh, my, no wonder. I kept going back to the food, back to the food, back to the food. So I am so grateful just for the, the, for the um steps. Thank you, God. That's no, I, where I know I will find recovery, my relationship with my higher power. And I'm, I just want to thank everyone so much again for their sharing. It's been invaluable to me this morning. So I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Eileen B. And Larry Kay, please go ahead. 
Thanks, Kathy, for your service. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. Um, you know, I can drop the rock. There's a book uh, in uh, um, that, that AA uh, people in their circles, they, they, they may pick up, and it's called, uh, well, that's interesting. They'll pick, they'll pick up a book called Drop the Rock. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the metaphor, the big, you know, that's the big boulder we're carrying around. You know, and in step five, maybe for some of us for the very first time, we are going to drop the rock. You know, that, that rock that uh, it's so heavy. It's so emotionally heavy. Food was, was merely a symptom. Um, and it was, it was uh, in addition to many other symptoms that I had, which were merely a reflection of my spiritual soul sickness. And God came to me through my wounds. In this program, I had to see the process all the way through. I think one of the issues for me is, you know, you can drop the rock and you can continue to go on and pick up, you know, a bunch of pebbles, you know, a bunch of small and large stones until before you know it, you've got the rock again. See, the, the, the point is, is that we have to change. It's not enough just to do a step five and drop the rock with yourself, another human being getting honest. Uh, and that in and of itself, there's more to the process to allow this spiritual awakening to unfold. But if we continue to go out and uh, we drop the rock, and then for me, here's what picking up the pebbles and the stones were like. I'd drop the rock, and boy, would I feel better. But then I'd go out and I'd tear you up. I'd rip you to shreds with my mouth, you know, with my judgment. Um, the boss the co-workers, the children, you know, the despairing wives or husbands, you know, see how I pick up those stones. Before you know it, I got the rock again around my neck and I'm drowning. So we have to see this process through and we have to change. And we, we're not going to change. If nothing changes, guess what? Nothing changes. So that's why we have to see this process through so that God can change us because I couldn't change myself. That was uh, that was for certain. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry K. Uh, Melissa C. Please go ahead. Are you here, Melissa? Hi. Good morning. This is Melissa C. Um, I didn't realize it was my turn already. Um, you know, the when I hear how, or when I first heard how imperative it was that I share this with another human being or I will pick up again. Um, you know, it clicked for me that that was what was going to have to change. Um, I thought that I had uncovered some realizations about myself and working my fourth step and, um, you know, and I was sharing it as I went along with my sponsor. And, you know, this is how so crucial it is that we work with someone that has some experience that has recovered um, because she was able to hear from me that I really wasn't done, and I thought I was, but she asked me a simple question, um, is there anything else that you're holding on to? And when she said that, it was like, you know, I had the aha moment, and um, I said, yes, yes, I am. And, um, you know, and we sat together and um, you know, I had I had had some tremendous losses, and I felt very um, entitled to cling 
to some of my old hurts and resentments because, um, you know, we lost a child. And, um, and, you know, and everybody in my world, I felt, failed me. And I was still clinging to, um, to that. And if I wanted everything to change, um, I had to be willing to let that go, too. The victimization, the, you know, I had to find acceptance. And, um, you know, it didn't mean that I had to like it. <laughs> and that was, you know, and, and in sharing with her, I realized that um, I was, I had some guilt. I had some things that I didn't do right. And, um, and so I was making it everybody else that failed me. But the truth was that I felt like I had failed things and I failed my family. And, um, you know, and, and it was so freeing when I said that and I really shared with her. Um, and she didn't have to tell me I was wrong. This was how I was feeling. There was no right or wrong, but it was what I was clinging to that was blocking me from the sunlight of the spirit. And when I when I really opened up and, and shared my feelings of guilt and remorse and um, the desire to eat was like removed. And I walked away from her that day. We just sat together that day. And I felt like, you know, I, it reminded me of when I got these glasses as a child and all of a sudden the world took on a new light. Everything looked different. Um, and that's how I felt that day. And, you know, and the desire to eat has been lifted. And the level of anger I felt at other people as well as myself was lifted. And um, it's just so freeing. And I'm so glad that I had somebody um, there to share it with. And uh, with that, I'll thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Melissa C. I'm sorry we've come to the end of our meeting. So Joanne M. and Leah M., I hope you'll share in the second part of our meeting. Um, thank you to everyone who has shared and listened. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I'll ask Angela D., to please read uh, A Vision for You, where it begins, our book is meant to be suggestive only. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, Angela D., Westchester. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in, this, in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you, keep you, until then, and I...